You know, uh, in Lord of the Rings, Viggo Mortensen actually broke his toe in that scene when he kicked the helmet. No fucking way. I can't believe he was able to continue. Oh, oh. I am sick and tired of this series, guys. Viruses, murder hornets, mystery seeds, zombie bugs, Quibi. What's next? What is next? It's time. It's time, you guys. I'm just going to get it over with. It's August. Wait, no. Al- Alex. Alex, no. No, it's don't. time. It's No. Don't even talk me out of it. It is time. I've Alex, no! no! Beetlejuice! No! Beetlejuice! No! It's showtime! Or is that Tales from the Crypt? (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like the music from Lord of the Rings. It did. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're in Hobbiton. So I have a question. Okay. Why wasn't there a funeral for Black Widow? Uh, (laughs) Because she didn't have a... She didn't have a A, cool... A uh, beepus? Yeah, she didn't have a beepus and she didn't have a cool... uh, like electric heart to float across the water. I completely forgot the word arc reactor. <laughs> that really upset me. I know it's not a it's not a thing I should be mad about, but it really made me angry that I forgot that it was called an arc reactor. Well, yeah, I thought you were a nerd or something. Oh, god damn it! Yeah, right, get me out of here. I failed the gatekeeping test. <laughs> You're out. Why wasn't there anyway. though? Damn, I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, you think they just took longer to get the arrangements? For Captain America, I mean, there's a lot of people. And Black Widow's like, what are you going to do? Like, at least, like, there's no body. They could have at least done, like, a thing where it was, like, Hawkeye, like, she just said she didn't want anything. You would have been like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like, Nick Fury's like, she's a government agent. They, we don't get none of these or something. <laughs> we we would have burned her, that, to, that, burned her to ash right? and smoked her. Yeah. <laughs> I shoved her in my eye hole. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to Three Hours Later. Uh, normally, we are three friends that get together and try something new for three hours, come back, review. But every now and then, we'll have a just a fun, newsy episode, catch up, what we've been doing. And it's already been like two, three weeks since the last time we recorded. So I'm Matt. I'm joined with Alex. Hello. And Hannah. Oi. So yeah, news. News. What's new? We're recording August 4th. Something stupid was announced. At least I think it's stupid. Mulan is going to be, the the live action Mulan is going to be on Disney Plus as a rental for $30 on that service you already pay for. Yeah, that seems, I, I, I understand that making it a $30 rental, that I totally understand. It does seem weird that they're only going to make it available on Disney Plus though. Like I understand, right. I, I get why they want to keep all the money, but that just seems really gross. That's part of my biggest issue, yeah. I, I, I think overall, I don't even know if I'm comfortable with a a $30 rental just because it, it's going to be the one-time watch or like probably what 48 hours or something like that. Yeah. I don't and understand to, the rush either. Like I would, I would be perfectly fine with waiting until whenever to watch it. Well, that's the weird part is like early on when the, when everything went into lockdown, we had that first wave of movies come out, but those were all the movies that were like about to come out or had just come out. 
So it made sense for them to say like, oh shit, the theaters are closed. Let's get this out and put it on video on demand or rental or whatever. But like, this is a movie. They could just say it comes out next year and we'd all say, okay. Like that's what they did with Fast and Furious. That's what they're doing with a ton of other movies. They're just like, ah, it's just going to come out in 2021. And we all like shrugged and said, bummer, but I get it. So it is It is just a weird, I don't know. I feel like that means that they are really hungry to launch that movie in other territories. But also yeah. understand that once they do, it's out there. So this way they can at least make some money here from it. But even then, like, just let us own it after we pay $30 for it. When it's going to actually come out to own, it's going to be like $20. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the hard part to justify those $30. Even I was trying to do it. I was like, yeah, I got a pretty big household. We could all watch it essentially for like five bucks a person and be cool. You know, that to the theaters would be <laughs> insane. see the movie go on and like all of you guys instantly have sunglasses on. Yeah, well, we're cool. It would also, it, it makes more sense to me. Like, because this is something they've been talking about, like trying to do for a while, like setting up like very expensive like day of release rentals, but still having the movie come out way cheaper, like three to six months later. But as the release uh, windows have been narrowing, that's just that, that value prop isn't there. Cause like, again, like the $30 rental, I'm not inherently against that. Like as an option, like, like you said, Alex, like for you to take your family, if it was just you, your wife and your kid, like you've hit that $30, you're well over that $30, not to mention like snacks and all that. So I get mm -hmm. like, financially $30 rental does make sense for movies like this or trolls Two or um, big tent pole movies. But what confuses me about this is that our theatrical windows are now like at most 90 days. So in 90 days, you'll be able to just buy it for at worst $30, but also like very like, look, honestly, when I saw $30 rental, I didn't care because secrets, guys, I'm not going to pay $30 to rent it. I'll oh. just have access to a copy instantly. Yeah, hi, and that's, that's the part that I don't understand is like, then how do you expect to sell this down the road when you've opened up a three month window of straight up piracy? And like that, it's just, it's a weird thing. I mean, I don't have an answer. Like I truly don't. I don't think Disney has an answer. I know, um, Disney's got their own personal death cult. That's who they're banking yeah. on right now. Because I, I, I think all of us know like at least two handfuls of people that will buy that $30 rental. Oh, instantly. I know people that will plan like, okay, we're going to take this day off just to make sure we can watch this movie at night when it comes out. I... <laughs> I'm going to bust out the old ass Szechuan sauce. It's going to give me food poisoning. Did you see what... uh <laughs> Like, because this, this piggybacks onto this. Um, I think it was like two weeks ago. Um, AMC, the, the theater chain was go like they're in some shit with universal like they've been like fighting with them very publicly about universal releasing trolls world tour uh not to theaters because that's you know that's a huge huge movie and for them to lose that revenue is a big deal and so they were fighting and universal's been one of those companies has been really like just kind of trying to take control of their movies and say like well we're going to put it on on you know on demand on this day because we get all that money and Went back and forth when they pulled all the movies to next year, like Fast 9. AMC said, like, oh, we're not going to play Universal movies anymore. So then Universal and them made up. But the way they made up <laughs> that I think nobody has talked about, really, is that now they're going to have a 17-day theatrical window. 
So like, again, what does that do for all of this? Like if it's like, I can wait 17 days to see damn near any movie to watch it at home. Yeah. I'll probably forget within 17 days and like, Oh, I can rent it now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I, I think this is going to be, this is the beginning of like what will be a huge evolution in movies that will go through all of next year. I, I don't see us going back to like just going to the theater like we did before. So, something's going to change. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I feel like they already have something like this set up for people that review movies. Cause a lots of, lots of times they don't go to theaters. They'll just watch it at home because the, the um, production company or the, you know, whatever, We'll actually send them a digital copy that they can watch within a time frame and then they can review the movie. Well, also, if you're wealthy, there is a system you can subscribe to that I, I can't remember what it's called. But I know there's a guy who lives here in town that has it, which is the only reason I know it exists, because he was telling me all about it. It sounded amazing. It's my uncle from Nintendo. Yeah. But no, you basically you pay a um, you pay a huge amount of money. Like it's 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 an amount of money that would stop any, you know, quote unquote, normal person, even like if you're well off from doing this. But you pay this crazy amount of money, and they essentially install a server into your house. That's right. And I think as, I might be thinking of that because it's a, it's a, a device that uploads the movie yeah. on its own. Yeah. So like, if you basically pay a licensing fee to watch a movie, and it just it puts it on there, just like it does at the at the theater. It's basically paying for a a theater system, a projection system like the theater has, but for in your home. And so I mean, that's already there. It's just kind of wild. That's insane. Damn, that's I, crazy. I, I, I absentmindedly <laughs> took a piece of bacon and put it in my mouth, and I apologize. Oh, I thought I got disconnected for a second. Did you ever eat raw bacon if it didn't make you sick, possibly? Wait, what? Would you ever eat raw bacon if it didn't potentially make you sick? No, it feels disgusting. Uh, I hate I touching raw bacon. Uh, I love it. You got I mean, raw cookie, though, yeah. It's like it's like meat fettuccine. <laughs> <laughs> meat noodles yeah <laughs> just boil it just boil the bacon then it's safe to eat and it's still it's still soft <laughs> speaking of meat noodles we're going to talk about a game later <laughs> oh god yeah you're right <laughs> oh they changed the they changed the icon on the switch for uh, it. i haven't seen that. the new one yet yeah i saw that they, they were yeah, changing it but I, it I just says the, the name like. of the game now oh it's not in does it look like a nightmare old. vagina vagina dentiata god it was ridiculous um but yeah, so that was that was that was Mulan going to Disney Plus, which is again that's a huge deal. Yeah, and if this um, kicks off, that's I mean that's how we're going to be seeing Black Widow potentially too. Yeah, they're saying right now it's a one-off, but for real, like there's, I don't you don't put this toothpaste back in the tube. Right. Um. Then you want to talk about some frog fractions? You love your math games. I do love my cool math games. Um. So the creator of Frog Fra- Fractions announced that. It is now on Steam because Frog Fraction, if you don't know Frog Fractions, I really don't want to describe it because it is a gem of a game that is not what you think it is. It is not a cool math game. It is a epic math game. Um, it's kind of, it's part of an ARG also. It's it's crazy nonsense. You got to check it out. It's free on Steam right now. But anyway, because um, Flash games are dying and this is like one of the best games that the best flash games that ever existed the creator put it on steam for free but also there's a dlc and the dlc is really cool because it gives your frog a hat but also it took the guy two years to develop this dlc it's cool check it out i'm crazy i feel like you could you can kind of talk about like not what it is but the but the turn like what 
how so like I don't think we're really this, ruining anything to say Frog Fractions is a hell of a lot more than it seems when you first start playing it. Yes, there's a point early on where it no longer becomes a math game. And I think it gets narrated by Jacques Cousteau at some point. I've never yeah. played it. I'm pretty intrigued by it because you guys said it was, is it the same creator as the Hex or you said it was similar to the Hex? It's similar to that. It's one of the games that um, either led me to Pony Island or Pony Island led me to Frog Fractions. But Pony Island okay. is the uh, is Peter Mullins. He's the guy that did the Hex that we reviewed early on. And so, yeah, it's- Is it it's, Peter or Daniel? Might be Daniel. I don't know. You talked to him. I don't know. Daniel, I believe it's Daniel Mullins. It is Daniel. Damn yeah. Daniel Mullins. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. Yeah, that but, guy uh, is creative because I, I really like the hex. I just it just seemed like it was so unique in his storytelling, and not one thing was what what I thought was gonna be at the end. You know, you, you go into you go into it like one mindset, and then it just kind of just so screws your brain and brain. Frog around. fractions is that, but like cranked up to eleven. Because okay, like frog, like like the hex never stops being a game like right. it's always it evolves what it is but it's always what it is frog fractions is an experience like it's a, it's if you if you were to just tell somebody what happens if you were to do like a stream of consciousness like you're a five-year-old and you just start saying what you've done <laughs> you okay. sound like an you sound like you should be committed so right. say it's, no, it's say no more I'm, I, yeah no that's what, that's I'm, what i'm saying like it's just something you should yeah. try Okay, I'm gonna try it, and then I'll I'll have to report back. This is like yeah, a pretty, sub challenge for me now. <laughs> You're on assignment. Okay, um, it's it's pretty short too. I think it's only like you probably beat it in like two hours or so. Yeah, okay, it's it's, cool. it's it's built like it is. I don't want to say it's perfect, but it is perfectly paced. Um, and then the next big thing that happened that uh made all of us like legitimately lose our shit, but then immediately nothing else was said was uh. G four just came back from the dead somehow. Yeah, well, like, like they glimmer. never stopped playing. No, they definitely was, stopped playing. <laughs> that, no, that was the tweet. The tweet <laughs> because was they started they showing a lot of uh, cops, cops, and they became yeah. Esquire. And uh, what what was the one that? Oh, the whole Esquire cheaters thing. or something. Yeah, yeah, and Richard, cops and cheaters. Was it Richard? Richard Gecko got like stabbed on a boat. The, those that are was. those are all things that oh. did happen. But yeah. So G4, uh, famously, uh, Alex, you take this one. What is G4? What is, like, what does it stand for? Or, like, what was it? What what was was uh, G4 TV? What was the channel about? Or why do we love it? Well, it was just devoted to video games and entertainment. I got into it from Attack of the Show. Like, when we first started this podcast, I, w I really wanted the Attack of the Show kind of vibes, kind of, like, just entertainment, just engulfing entertainment. Uh, it was such like an influence for me, and, th and then there was um, X Play, um, yeah, it was just kind of you know circled around all this like nerd stuff I loved. Yeah, and back in the day, that was my main source of like, you know, video game news, and I get I get to see gameplay because I mean that the internet was prevalent back then, but this was like a cool showcase I got to see like every day. Well, and it's. It's a bummer now because I, it was around for a while. Like I think between being Zif, I think it was ZDTV, and then it became G4. Like it was like a, a damn near like a fifteen year period or something. But oh, it was like it went like ZDTV, then Tech TV, then G4 is I think like what it was all the same channel though. Yeah. Um, 
it was really like it was one of those things that was ahead of its time because when it was out there was no nerd news things you could watch and youtube wasn't a thing so it was really like if you were gonna look for video game stuff aside from reading or going to ign or GameSpot, like this was the only thing that existed and they like i that's where i found out who like Leo Laporte was because I would watch the screensavers like literally every day. Um, Is that the dude with glasses? It's the guy who's not the nicest guy, but he runs a podcast uh, network. Because I, I didn't really watch a lot of tech TV. I got into it when it was G4, but I remember that uh, that video of like tech TV where this guy is showing some old like ancient uh, tubular music recorder technology and he like just explodes it in his hands and he's like, oh, shit. Um, Leo Laporte's the one that, uh, there's the video of him bouncing on a fitness ball and it just pops and he hits the ground. It's pretty great. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was a, it was an important channel because it showed like, it started with screensavers and then, uh, Attack of the Show was just huge. That launched so many, oh, like, that. nerd careers and... Olivia Munn. Yeah, Olivia it, Munn, Chris Hardwick, uh... Kevin Allison Pereira. Hayslip. Yeah, Kevin, dude, G4 is say, literally... I wouldn't say Kevin... Pereira was launched, but he was there. Well, but I mean, yeah. but it, he he became the Kevin Pereira we know now. Yeah, no, yeah. And he and, even tried to kick off his own uh, uh, attack of the show on Twitch a while back called Just the Attack. But yeah, he he is well known for that. Well, what's really wild too is if you think about like um, Chris Hardwick. Like prior to G Four, Chris Hardwick was known as I mean, not to start beef with Chris Hardwick, but he was known as the has been guy who hosted. The show with Jenny McCarthy, and then oh, like web all soups? of a sudden, huh? Was that Web Soups? No, it was um. It was like a singled show out or something. Singled, yeah, singled out, out on a TV, and that was all he had really done. And then G Four hit, and he just kind of became the Chris Hardwick we all know. Nerdist Industries launched because of it. Um, I know all of us like watched X Play with Adam Sessler and uh, Morgan Webb, and that like they, that they, show. They they gave me uh, uh Dying Light. I got a copy of Dying Light from uh, Morgan Webb. Oh, Morgan Webb. She was my favorite. How did you get... What do you mean? Like, she gave you a copy of it? Yeah, she gave me a code for um, a Steam copy of Dying Light. Was that on on Twitter? It was one of the coolest memories of my life, just because I I, I idolized, yeah, Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb, and they had, like, some Halloween or, like, uh, zombie pun uh, uh, contest on Twitter, and I called them, like... yeah. I remember that. <laughs> That's huh. awesome. So yeah, That's actually, cool. I interacted with them. I, that was one of my my favorite mo- moments. I had no idea. Um, the other big thing that they launched that I don't think anyone ever talks about is from G Four is Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Like that show started. It was imports of the Japanese uh, version, and then they started just making American Ninja Warrior. And this show is now on NBC, and it's like looks fancy as hell and like it's this big deal show it was a g4 show like so yeah i'm very excited to have this channel come back it sounds like um so what do we think how do how do we think it's going to be coming back though so they they basically said it will be a web presence like i they didn't say it's if it's going to be a full-on just a youtube channel or its own subscription service but they said straight up it is a web presence like this is not a tele a terrestrial television network again yeah, because that's what I was wondering, because cable ain't king no more. No. But looking into it, I I believe NBC owns the rights, so I I think it's going to be on Peacock. 
Well, so the fun part is that if you start really getting into the conspiracy theory stuff of it, the guy who is the guy who's launching it is dating uh, Levy Munn. He's yeah, the <laughs> son of the guy who owns and or not owns the uh, son of the guy who runs NBC. NBC owns the rights to G Four. He's gonna launch it. He's dating Olivia Munn, and then Kevin Pereira is one of the only like on-air personalities that didn't come out with like a like a oh I'm shocked. Hey, I hope they do well. And said he was just playing really coy. So I like nothing has been said, but it looks like he's involved somehow. I'm curious about that because I did fall. Um, just find like a bunch of weird, not weird stuff, but, um, Kevin kind of got me too recently, you know, not, not in the full sense, but his name was getting kind of dragged around because of that, um, attack show that he had on Twitch where, um, a lot of the female hosts were getting abused by a male co-host. Kevin was kind of the CEO and he didn't do anything. So he did like a actual, um, long read, uh, Twitter thing and was just trying to apologize for it but it was a lot of just inaction on his part so i kind of wonder if that's gonna affect his chances on being on g4 or not i'm willing to bet it probably won't because if the shit that came out about chris hardwick like was able to be fairly glossed over i i just i don't know i feel like the people that would want to watch this channel will probably either either not know about it or just not care or like be like even me where like i like to be full of righteous indignation but i'm a sucker for a good apology yeah and if i get like one where i'm like okay i feel like you mean it i can give somebody a chance yeah kevin's a little bit different than uh, like chris chris to, to be fair did have exes defend him so i'm not even sure like where my allegiance yeah land i was on gonna that, say the same conversation thing but i i kind well, of just his just both felt more his felt more damning because his or his didn't feel more damning. His felt more like a relationship that was terrible versus being a terrible person. Like it like neither of those two people came off sounding great in that exchange. And you know, I I don't know how many exes you guys have, but I mean, I'm sure I've got one or two that if they were to talk about me like I it it would sound bad. Like it would sound like I was mentally abusive when it wasn't full mental abuse like i was only doing a little bit of hitting <laughs> no i that i went i realized i went down a really shitty road right there and i couldn't figure out how to get out of it i just <laughs> turned into it we're talking about finn yeah no but um yeah yeah just so. talking about my cat <laughs> no but like i mean that's that's one thing is like if you're in a if you're in a toxic relationship both people can be toxic and it can sound very bad when you air yeah. your laundry versus like a a consistent string of abuse or inaction but yeah right, so right. back to back to g4 which we were talking about before it got gonna, dark again uh, yeah i was gonna even make a shane dawson joke but that, that would have been a little bit too far no <laughs> the good like times of g4 coming back what like Yay. what would you guys like to see out of that new g4 i, want, I mean I would want, you like to i want reboot? the i want the old g4 i want that's what Attack i want the, the new show g, things like yeah, that I want the new G4 G, yeah i mean that's 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 what i'm hoping it's gonna be because that was a very um somewhat, somewhat pivotal pivotal um point in my life because i was a uh, i don't know late teen early 20s and i i wanted to be like a kevin Pereira or chris hardwick i wanted to be the, the cool guy making the funnies on on stage with a bunch of hanging cell phones for some reason and <laughs> well you know, just like yeah be, like be I, in it you know it was fun because it wasn't just strictly like this is a video game thing they just had like random like games they would play they it would like, have like it was fun it was it was 
a it was a review show, but it was a new show, but it was a game show. Like they just had like to me, it just looked like they just had fun, and yeah, that's I, what I, attracted me to it. I equate it to like a Good Morning America formula, but for a millennial primetime right. TV type of thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that, I mean that's really all I want it to be like. I think about how I watch because I don't really watch much television now, but I watch a lot of stuff and like I watch a lot of YouTube and I have like my I have a handful of things that update daily that when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch like Good Mythical Morning and then I'll watch like I like wrestling. So I watch what cultures uh, wrestling news and I've realized like I have a I have a morning ritual that I would very easily be able to slot in like an attack of the show into. It doesn't have to be a solid hour every day. Like, just give me a good 20 to 30 minute brief on, like, the nerdy shit I care about or fun stuff. Um, I'd love to see X-Play come back uh, and do more, like, long form. See, what the crappy part is now everything I want to see is, like, something somebody else is already doing that's, like, kind of informed by what what G4 did. Kind of, but it's just kind of like pieces, though. It's not the whole. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, yeah, and that's what I want to see is I want to see somebody, like, unite this all again. I want to see the houses united again. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I would love to see, like, I'm the kind Seltzer's of stuff. I'm going to have a heart attack on screen or something. <laughs> I'd like to see the, uh, like, the kind of stuff that Danny O'Dwyer does for no clip. I'd like to see that be what the new version of X-Play would be. Because it doesn't, I don't just need reviews. I would rather have, like, long-form discussions. Yeah. And even thinking about it, I guess a lot of I also watch a lot of YouTube and one of the main channels I watch is kind of a um, almost a cousin, I guess, to G4 because it has a couple guys that used to work on the channel behind the scenes, at least for Attack of the Show. And that was Funhouse because you had Bruce Green and uh, James Willems used to both work on Attack of the Show. So I kind of wonder because Bruce left Funhouse not too long ago. Maybe he's got something lined up. Ooh, conspiracy is growing thicker. See that—that's the only thing I'm worried about is that I'm gonna get real hype about it, and then it's not gonna be like it'll still probably be fun and cool, but it yeah, won't it's be. Yeah, just gonna be like we're just gonna show old X play, which <laughs> I'd still be a hundred percent down for. But yeah, it would be very different from they're like, oh okay, or they're like, hey, we're doing Attack of the Show. It's a daily five-minute show brought to you by whatever dick pills <laughs> Joe Rogan sells, MDMA or whatever. Yeah, MDMA <laughs> and Alex Jones present Attack of the Show. Um, but did you did you see uh, that other show, I guess? I don't even know what to call it. It's called Ven, V-E-N-N, and it's actually coming no. out tomorrow. Oh, um, really? And I was looking into this before the G4 announcement because I was, uh, I was, I was telling you guys that I was oh! you know, kind of getting nostalgic and I was looking for um, g4 nostalgia stuff and i fell on this thing and it seems like it is trying to be what g4 was yes i i had heard of this i didn't know it was starting tomorrow yeah so i'm gonna have to miss stacy's birthday to watch see this. okay so so short for video game entertainment and news vin wants to mix esports with twitch style video game streaming and other gaming related entertainment content when it launches in 2020 see that for me is pretty interesting because i really don't have a thing to like attach esports to like it's still kind of like it's happening but somewhere like i don't know where to really find a lot of this you know i don't i don't know i don't attach to esports a lot and i think this would be kind of interesting kind of like a finally something kind of like guides me to esports like yeah so they I don't have like have, the, the the sports guy we're just talking about what's going on in esports uh, yeah i mean i'm down with that 
I, I, I mean, we s- at Fresno State, there's even an esports team now. Like, I don't know if you guys know that. Like, there's college esports. Yeah, coach says I could go pro, but I got to work out my thumbs. I um see, and that that's Put the cool part coach. though is like if we're not fucking around and making television networks, there's room for all of these. Like I I I would love like I I want more of it. I want more like news focused on the things I care about. I don't need to see another story about COVID or about politics or about like you know the local we, bear we at the zoo we don't swimming. Say those words around here. Hannah, we don't say po- those words right now. Politics and bears and COVID? Oh, my. Especially bears. Oh, God. But, like, I don't need to see that stuff more. I don't need more avenues for that. Yeah, but I do right, need more exactly. avenues for the things I like, like the things that I care about. Like, I have room in my heart for Giant Bomb and other video game things. I have room in my heart for Kind of Funny and Rooster Teeth and Funhouse. And so, like, I can have ven and g4 and like all that's going to do is encourage them to be better matt has got me hooked on cart narcs i and it's like <laughs> I just unfollowed him because it, it got too awkward for me <laughs> did it because like i just maybe because i just started watching it but the guy's yeah, just, just not confrontational so i'm like oh he's gonna make trouble <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah someone I, sometimes he does go a little too far like dude just back off but there's other ones that are just hilarious. I, I love the ones where they're like, yeah, you're right. I need to put the card back. Like those are just those are the best ones. The ones where it's almost like you could tell that person was already thinking like, I should put this card back. Nah, yeah. fuck it. Then you just you're like, really? Now you come up? Okay, cool. Nah, Thanks. you got me. Yeah, you figured it out. <laughs> I'm a rascal. I I'm am also on a rascal. Don't be lazy bones. It does <laughs> seem weird to me though with Ven, because um, I I was looking at this a little bit after the G4 announcement. And I guess they are going to air the shows like they'll have a Twitch channel that's just going that has the shows on it. Like they have a schedule, not just like, a, hey, these come out on this day, but like this airs from 12 to 1, this airs from 1 to 2. And like that, that's not what I want. Like what I definitely don't want <laughs> is to have to plan around this. I'd rather it be like, on hey, the show I like comes out on Wednesdays. I will watch it. Well, I guess with Twitch, you can still watch the video after it airs live. So there's still that, but it's also going to be on Twitch, which is a problem for me because I, you know, there's no like Twitch app for Roku for some reason. But you know what's weird? There is a giant bomb app for Roku. Does it look like their website? Because I'm not a fan. No, it's great. It's literally just a video aggregator and it works with premium accounts. So I don't have to deal with video or with uh, uh, ads. Might check it out. I, I did the premium for a little bit, but I just was not using it. Um, Anywho, what else we got? giant bomb it's great no, uh then um oh yeah so i couldn't figure out what you meant when you wrote xbox nintendo direct but then i thought about it. i was like oh that is what it is but yeah since we talked i think that playstation one had already happened the last time we did the last episode right right okay so it was just since then we've had the nintendo one not well there was a nintendo one but it was yeah, nothing n- crazy nintendies yeah um they show the um the new shin megami tensei game which i'm very excited for but yeah then then xbox did a direct and i thought it was pretty decent like it was it was good they showed yeah, games I mean, yeah this was like kind of their equivalent to basically what would have been at e3 i think right well it's sound i i think everybody fucked up this year and what they didn't tell us early on was that there wasn't going to be a single here is our e3 presentation instead it's like Hey, here's third party stuff. Oh, now we're going to talk about some first party stuff. Oh, but hey, now we'll talk about some other shit. 
Because, like, Sony's doing another state of play, I think, next week. And they they already said they're like, no PlayStation 5 news is in this. But, like, the fact they have to now get out and say that because they realize, like, people are going to be pissed if they don't. But, uh, yeah, they, they showed some new Xbox games. I'm pretty stoked. Like, uh, the new Halo looks very much like Halo. Even though people are mad, but, I mean, what do you expect from Halo fans? Yeah, I, dude, I just, I, at this point, I just, I'm over listening to fans on shit. I've had, I I've see had. Halo, I want Halo. That's all I want. I exactly. Don't. I, are you, are you making more Master Chief? Mulan, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I'm in. But yeah, I get it. And I've been kind of removed from the, the Xbox fandom for a while. I was a diehard Halo fan for a long time, but then once, um, you know, they, they kind of really fumbled it with the Xbox one for me. So I, just moved on to PC from there. And so I'm a little bit removed, like I said. So what I saw to me, it, it looked, yeah, like you said, it looks like Halo. Like it, that's the thing that I, I remember I used to play and it looks like more of that thing and it looks fun. So I'm probably going to play yeah. it. Yeah. And, yeah, it and, looks amazing. And that was, that's the big thing for me is like Halo five. Like I love, I love Halo. I, I've read the, I haven't read every novel, but I've read a lot of the novels. I've read the comic books. Like I love Halo so much. I don't know why. I get it's stupid, but it's my exact flavor of stupid. Um, that, that flavor is Axe Body Spray, by the way. Yeah, that flavor. Yeah, it's <laughs> Axe Body Spray and Mountain Dew. <laughs> but um, I love that game so much. And like part five was fine. It was fine. It wasn't a great Halo, but it wasn't like trash. I felt like people were way too harsh on it. Um, and it just didn't have legs because that's just not the game people wanted it to be. But I also... Legs. What? Master they Chief took... have no legs. <laughs> but I also have faith that they saw that. Like, they, they know they didn't make as much money on that game as they had prior. They know the critical reception was, it's good. Like, that's not... You can't... Like, Halo doesn't get to be... It's good. It has to yeah. be like, hey, this is holy shit. This is why... You, like it's the game that proves shooters even work on a console. Yeah, I mean it's the whole, it's it's the bone storm of of the Xbox. You know, Santa Claus kicking down the door, buy bone storm or go to hell. Like this is the thing that's supposed to sell consoles. So yeah, I'm you're not, right. It can't just be okay. Yeah, it ha- like let's here here's here's my expectations for Halo. Halo is the reason I sold my Magic the Gathering collection. So Halo, for it to be worthwhile to me, has to be worth. You three moxes, a, a girlfriend, basically. It has to be worth three moxes, and uh, about twenty-five dual lands, and one black lotus. So if it's not worth that in my eyes, it's not okay. And, I mean, in my twenty twenty eyes, it was not worth that. <laughs> nope, it's not. <laughs> I really wish I still. I would have. I would have been okay not loving Halo and having the money from those cards. Yep, or a nice car. Yeah, Jesus, but. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Like, I understand the critiques that, yeah, it didn't look incredible. But also, people aren't remembering that this is not an Xbox Series X game. It's the exact same as in Breath of the Wild came out. People were like, oh, it looks okay, but it doesn't run, like, it doesn't look spectacular. And it's like, yeah, because it's a, it's a Wii U game. It's a Wii U game they up to work on the Switch. This is an Xbox uh, One game that they're going to like really try to show off some good stuff on the Xbox Series X, but this is not a Series X game. On top of that, it's it's not even yeah, you're, it's to add to that, it's a Game Pass game, really, cuz yeah. I believe it's it's even going to be on PC. 
and they already said the the multiplayer is going to be free to play. The basically the only reason you're paying for Halo this time is if you only want to play the single player and you do not want to have Game Pass. Like that is literally the only reason as of right now I can tell that you should buy this game. But also like I have Game Pass and I want to play all of it so I don't give a shit. Yeah. So I'm also wondering the future though of, of Xbox like do you think that we will get another console after the series or do you think it's Xbox is just going to become a service? Um oh, wow. Yeah. I think until we have, until like really legitimately high speed stable internet is ubiquitous across the country, I don't think we get away from consoles. Because they, they've proven with Stadia and with um, uh, Project X Cloud that like streaming games, it, it, it fucking works. Like it's awesome. Like I've used, I've, I sideloaded Project X Cloud onto my Android TV and it works beautifully on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've messed with Stadia, and like I, I don't like Stadia's business model at all. But the service is great. The buy. service functions. Yeah. Um, and I could see us easily getting to a position where they just tell you, like, hey, pay us X number of dollars per month, and you just get to Netflix up our games. But until our internet is fast enough and consistent enough to handle that load, I, I still think we need the box. Gross. But it sounds like that's <laughs> their next business model, at least, is that... Xbox Live, Game Pass is bundled up to a, a Netflix kind of well, yeah. model instead. But that's what I'm curious about too, though. Like, I I feel like potentially they're just going to go all in on just Game Pass and then just release different models of a console and have you know this game only runs on these models of console now. Well, what it looks like right now is they're really going they're they're really embracing the PC side of it because we're going to hit a point. Because it's like an open secret right now that the Series X is obviously coming out in in this holiday season. Hey, guys, guess what? It's going to be the week of November 19th. I'm just going to mark it now. I guarantee you it's coming out that week. You witch! But, um... So when that comes out, they're they're still making the Xbox One S. That is still in production. They've ended production on the Series... On the One X and the digital one. But there will still be this, the 1S will be out and the Series X will be out at the same time. It's an open secret that there is a second version of the Series X coming out next year that is going to be less powerful and cost less. So it's already going to have a small, medium, and large in terms of like graphical quality, but they'll play the same games for the most part. And so I could easily see them just doing a thing where like every couple of years they pull an apple and they just go, here's the new, the new version of it. It's a little faster. It can do a few more things, but you don't necessarily have to upgrade until you hit like a certain point, like a few years in. Right. And that's what I, I was trying to get to is I think that's where Xbox is going to be in the next few years. Or, yeah. You know, maybe even longer. I, I mean, technology's weird. It's hard to gauge it, but yeah, that's what I feel. I feel like it's going to be like a phone model. But they're, the real Microsoft Xbox business is just going to revolve around Game Pass. Well, I, have you guys yeah, looked at so. the... Um, God, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Xbox All Access. I'm pretty. I'm like fairly confident that's what it's called. Um, but it's a service that they offer on Amazon. Or wait, is it on Amazon? Oh, I don't know. That's the one with the... You can like kind of trade in your console yes. and pay installments you pay, like a phone. Yeah. You pay them $25 a month. 
and you get an Xbox and you get Game Pass. And then what they said, if you like up until a certain point, if you had bought the Xbox One X on that, they guaranteed you an upgrade to a Series X. Like that's literally a cell phone model right there at that point. Yeah. And like I already spend fifteen dollars a month on Game Pass Ultimate, so like it does hit a point for me where I look at it and go like, well, I could give you five hundred dollars up front, or I could just give you an extra ten dollars a month, like in perpetuity. And I'd probably do that. Until someone shows up looking for your kneecaps because you haven't made your Xbox payments. Yeah, but until that day, I'm fine and I'll be dancing. <laughs> I see you streaming. Uh, you guys well, have any other news you want to hit? or Future's weird. Uh, not news. I guess we can... There's another thing right there, but that's not really news. Was there? Oh, I thought that was in the what we're watching. Wait, did something else happen with Transformers and I don't know about it? No, you, you put it there as topics, but this got turned into news later, I guess. Oh, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Alex, any news? Uh, no, I think those are the any, main. Any nudes? <laughs> any nudes? Oh, no, you guys like uh, my most recent. S- Sonic Two got uh, it's, it's going to be a thing, a movie, another movie. Yay! Guys, well, they kind of the, made a cliffhanger for it. I mean, the weirdest thing to happen. Well, to me yeah, in but 2020, so did so Super Mario Brothers movie. The weirdest thing to happen Ooh. to me in 2020 is that they announced Sonic the Hedgehog Two, and I'm actually excited about it. Yeah. I am too. Like, like if you had come to me in 2019 and said, halfway through the year in 2020, you're going to get word that Sonic the Hedgehog is making a sequel, and you're going to be really happy about that, I would have, I would have slapped you. Yeah, like just yeah. after we got the TT Sonic trailer, I'm mean, like, what? <laughs> I like this. Yeah. You was a like, so I I said this like in January where I said I never get to watch movies. This year I watched like. Three movies, which I do in the entirety of the whole year. I was watching Sonic, Harley Quinn, and 1917. And I was like, this is going to be a big year for movies. I only really get to see three movies in the theaters per year. And damn it, that's still true. Yeah, who who knew that the world was going to conspire to make that still still continue? Just three. That Three is my limit. So, so next year, I could only see things in November, December. Just so our, our lives could get back to normal-ish. Yeah, thanks, Alex. You did this. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's Hardy Quinn. I think that was the last one. My bad. Egg sandwich. All right. Well, let's move on to our next. <laughs> I was going to say no. sandwich again. Sandwich? No, I'm not moving on. I'm never oh, going to move on from this. Alex ruined the world. <laughs> you you planted the mystery seeds. But let's so go you, to a new segment. I like to call. What you been up to? I don't know if I want to call that. Scottish accent. It was more like "What's your face from Misfits?" I fucking okay. love ya. What you been up to? I fucking love doing things. Tell me some of the things you love to do. Uh, Matt, what have you been playing, buddy? Oh, I know okay. you've been playing some um, games. I want to go into or the, watching you pervert. Uh, into what? The <laughs> sound like a robot tried to kill you. Beep, beep. It's Mario. It's Mario. Help. He was um, in my house. <laughs> So I was I was playing the beta for Fall Gate guys Fall Gate so no, that's a hate yeah. crime. Playing Fall Guys, uh, the beta was last week and the weekend before, and so I've been playing it off and on, and it just actually came out today, and um, it's pretty fun. It's basically like a battle royale, but instead of a shooter like they all are, you're playing like Wipeout, like or like um. MXC, 
like it's just these obstacle courses and you're trying to be one of the last people um standing after all these obstacle courses but you're pl- playing as like a little blobby marshmallowy guy and it's just it's really dumb fun but it's it's awesome i was going to play it today and the servers have been annihilated yeah um i was really excited to play. I, i've heard nothing but good things about it it's so fun like i think it the really three of us me out that it's on an xbox what's that it bums me out that it's not on xbox it's not on Xbox, yeah. I got it on PC, and I guess uh, PS4 they like delayed the the launch because the servers couldn't handle both PC and PlayStation. But I think eventually we can all play it together, but still like it's a solo game. We can just see where each each other are on the map or whatever. Yeah, then, it uh, looks it looks. I don't know, man. It looks like exactly the kind of game I want to play right now. Like I just a dumb fun. Yeah, it's it's just like a a pick up and go thing. You know, you don't. You don't have to play for very long if you don't want to, but also that can be your entire night. It's one of those. It's me and Stacy were just playing, um, taking turns. Like after one of us would either succeed or fail, then we just you know switch seats. So it was kind of like classic co-op back, you know, from like when I was a kid. And you just get like stupid hats and and stuff like that. But it's check out the trailer. It's fun. You're gonna want it. I want it. I'm gonna get it. Here we go. As as a huge fan of uh, Gang Beasts, it it looks like it scratches a very similar itch. Yeah, the controls aren't like purposefully awkward like that, but it's it's kind of like that. I'm in. I'm super into it. Are you? Yeah, you basically are just like a, a Baymax and a sea of Baymaxes. Baymax orgy. That was the original name, and then they couldn't get the licensing. By Max. Oh, Polly Max. Um, but the other one, by the same producer. That I think the three of us have played is uh, Carrion, which yeah is an awesome Finally game. Got that on Game Pass. Yeah, that game, that game is cool as fuck. Like I really, really loved that game. I was worried because I was hyped as hell for it, and it's it's definitely lived up to it. And it's it's a you know a pixelated, um, almost Metroidvania ish type of game. Yeah, yeah. And you basically get to play as the thing. Like, you're the bad guy. You're the monster. You're trying to escape this facility, and you're just eating everyone in it. I, I love it. Felt, w- it's brutal. <laughs> it felt like the whole time I was playing it, it felt like there's another game happening at the same time where, like, there's a hero trying to find me. Yeah. Like, it, oh, God, it was so good. I, and you think that that's happening, but also maybe it's not happening. Yeah. It. It's just it's 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 just got such a good such a cool style to it like the look of the game even though it's very retro like it doesn't look shitty yeah it, it like it has a weird amount of detail for how low res it Pixelated is it is yeah and I the like sound a design like it felt powerful like oh yeah get go I was listening Dude. to someone else talk about it and they're like it's basically like a pixelated Spider-Man game like you kind of feel like Spider-Man swinging around like Carnage, really? Yeah, kind of like Carnage. Yeah, yeah. It 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 was just really good. The sound design is absolutely disgusting, and it's I, wonderful. Because <laughs> I I bought it on my um the day it came out, I bought it on the Switch because I, I I wanted to give them money because you wanted the plus gross I wanted icon. to be able to play. It. I well, I wanted to play it. I didn't even know about the gross icon. <laughs> That's the best part. Is I hadn't even heard, seen that yet. Um, I uh I just bought it because I also wanted it to. Be, I, I was like, oh, this seems like the kind of fun game to play. Like just screwing around the house or if I have to go do something. And I played most of it in one night 
And uh, yeah, I was shocked by the very disturbing icon. Like that, Jesus, <laughs> I did not expect when I bought that game to be presented with like a gaping bloody vagina as the icon for the game. With but teeth. that's what it was. Um, But then uh, the next, or a couple days later, I wanted to keep playing it, but I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll restart it. I wanted to play it like on my TV now and play it with like a controller that I find slightly more comfortable. And I didn't notice the sound design on the Switch because on the Switch, it just sounds like a game. So I get it in my living room on like my home theater system. And I just got like this new insane sound bar that sounds incredible. And just instantly, it's just I'm surrounded by this cacophony of like, yeah, yeah. like crunching. It was just fucking just disgusting. People screaming and. But the actual music the on it is kind of carpet. Yeah. The music is great. The music is so good. But yeah, that game really surprised me at how good it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it was good. That was because I've been waiting for it for like months, um, I, even maybe a year, because I think they showed it last year during uh, the um, Devolver Digital E3, you know, their their faux panel thing that they do every year. I. I know I had seen that game. Yeah, I forgot about it, to be honest. I, I knew I had seen the game, but I had zero expectation. I didn't care until this year's Devolver panel. And I, when they showed the gameplay, I was like, shit, that looks kind of cool. And it was. It was very kind of cool. <laughs> um, and then I ended up buying the uh, the physical copy because they have uh, the actual physical cartridge for the Switch. But I have to wait a few months. But it was really cool because... They gave me a digital copy for the Switch as well while I'm oh, waiting. That's cool. So I was able to give Stacy that one. So she has a copy on her Switch, and then I've been playing it on Game Pass. By the way, on Game Pass. So if you want to check it out, and you got Game Pass, you don't got to pay anything more. Yeah, it's not Disney Plus when we launch. That's what I love. I, Matt, you were telling me about it, and I was like, is it on Game Pass or I, or else I'm not going to buy it? Like, Yeah. And yeah. it was on Game Pass. So I was like, sweet. That's I I always praise Game Pass, but well, yeah, I mean, this is the, the, this is the reason why you, know, you praise I it. I love because, it for this reason. Yeah, because you may have not have liked it as much as I, I do, because you know it's more of something that I'm into. But you got to check it out to see, you know, maybe it is pretty good. What did you think? And it's fun. It's fun. I just it's uh, I love these games where I could just pause and come back to it. I, you know, sometimes I'm kind of hesitant to play the even though I love. Like Red Dead Redemption, Skyrim, that's going to take me such a long time to play. But every now and again, I love love these games that are short-lived, play you know, play for a few minutes or play for half an hour or an, or an hour. It's totally up to the time I have available, and especially being you know, a dad and, and finishing up my, with my master's. You know, I don't have a lot of time right now. So these games that are just quick fun, in and out, I mean, it's just exactly what I needed. And, yeah, it couldn't come at a better time for me. Did you both finish it? You're going to love Fall Guys. Um, no, I'm, I think I'm close. I think I'm at the last part of the the human segment. Yeah, because I think it's, like, it's maybe a five-hour game. It's really short, but it's, like, it's the, like Alex was saying, it's a, it's a it's such a good length. It's such a good, like, it respects that you don't only want to do this as a career. Yeah, especially with, um, <clears throat> I haven't played it, but we'll get it in. Uh, get into it with uh, Yori's Hannah, but uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I heard, is a very long game. So yeah. a lot of people are getting burnt out on longer games. Yeah, it really so is. at the same time, yeah, they, 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 I think Carrion came out at the right time because a lot of people are kind of getting burnt out on, you know, 12 plus hour games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, to jump into that was a really good segue. 
Um, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, not Ghost. It's just one. You are the ghost. The new GOT. Yeah. Yeah, your Game of Thrones. We don't love you no more. And it's it's really weird because it's a. I'll start with this. It's a very very good game. Like it's I, it's not a bad game. It's very very good. Um, it's just too damn much right now. Like I just finished playing, especially like if you're a PlayStation player, like Last of Us Two just came out, and I loved that game. But Jesus, God, that game was so long. Like by the time I was done with that game. I didn't have the, like, when I finished Last of Us 1, I had that moment of, like, putting the controller down and exhaling and just going, like, wow, that was an experience. And with Last of Us 2, by the time the game was over, I remember I was just sitting there kind of, like, like shaking my leg, just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And it ended, and it was really good, but I was like, God, that was just, it was too long. It was, like, 10 hours too long. And then a couple weeks later, I get into Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm ready for this, like, fun sucker punch action game you know sucker punch makes like sly cooper and infamous these are games where like locomotion is such a major aspect of how the game plays and ghost of tsushima just fucking moseys along you can't skip cutscenes. you can't speed cutscenes up um, they do a lot of really great things like characters move at your speed. So like if somebody is um, if like you find somebody like we got to go to this town and you're walking with them. If you run, they'll run with you. If you get on your horse, they'll jump on a horse too. like there's nice things they do like that. But by and large, they're just so into like being this world that it just takes so goddamn long for everything. Yeah, there's like a haiku simulator. Yes, the which <laughs> the first time it happens, you're like, wow, this is really cool. But then like the next 10 times, you're just getting, you're like, okay, well, I don't, I don't need to see the entire haiku every time. Yeah. Um, get a blade of grass sharp. Do you, you gain your, um, one of your uh, stats is called resolve. It's basically the, the energy you expend to do special moves or to heal yourself. And the way you gain more is you play this mini game where you have to cut through um, bamboo. And the first time you do it, it's awesome because you get to it and the bamboo's there. And it's like, okay, hit the buttons in this order. And they assign each piece of bamboo a different button on the PlayStation controller and you do it. And then they add like another, another piece of bamboo and have you do it again. And they add another piece of bamboo and have you do it again. And you have to do it, I think, three or four times. And it, by the end of it, it's five button presses in quick succession in a rhythm that you cannot mess up or you don't, you have to redo it. Like the first time I did it, I was like, Oh, what a cool game. The second time I was not as enthusiastic. And like it hit a point where I'm, I, I started going like, do I really, okay, do I need more resolve? I mean, I do, but also like, I don't want to fuck with this right now. And then there's weird stuff where the game, it, it tries to be a, their, their whole thing is they're like, it's a Kurosawa film as a video game. It is not as somebody who loves Kurosawa films, it is, it is fucking not that like that. It is absolutely like somebody saw a movie and went like, Oh, let's try that. But they did not quite hit there. Um, it's a Kurosawa film, like a Hawk and Dove or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's saying it's a Kurosawa film is like saying like, like Friday the 13th is, a John Carpenter movie. Like, yeah, they're both horror, uh, but it doesn't uh, quite hit that same way. 
Um, doesn't hit the same. It doesn't. But uh, <laughs> it's just it's just got weird shit in it. Like there's, it has the best photography mode of any game I've ever played. Like I've taken screenshots in this game that are like legitimately incredible. And like one of them is my background on every device I have now because it looks so cool. But then also all the facial textures are abysmal. Like it looks <laughs> very bad if you get too close to anything. Or it's the fact that like the game has really like basically no loading time. And it's one of the very few games I've ever played where like if you fast travel, it legitimately is like, boom, you're there. It's so fast. But then it doesn't let you skip anything. So it's all about like, hey, check it out. We respect your time. You're here. Boom, you're here. Boom, you're here. Until the story hits and they're like, shh, 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 shh. You have to listen to this. And at the end of the day, guys, the story is not that great. Like it's, it's you're a samurai and some Mongols come in and you really hate them. That's that's the game. <laughs> So one of my friends had to put a filter on Reddit because he was just tired of seeing all these posts about, it's just so beautiful, you guys. I took a picture of Fox. Yeah, I mean, and that, well, that's even the other thing, too, is like I've seen a million of those. We were like, look at the picture of the Fox. I'm like, the Fox kind of looks like shit. Like, yeah. the the vistas look beautiful, but when you get <laughs> up too close to anything, you're like, wow, you really had like four textures and you used the shit out of them. It was just, it's a weird game. Like, I, I really love it. I think there's like a weird... Like, it's so stupid. To me, there's a weird poetry in the fact that I bought a PlayStation 4 to play a Sucker Punch game because I love Infamous. And so when Infamous Second Son came out, that's what got me to buy a PlayStation. And 100%, the last game I'm going to play on my PlayStation is the last game Sucker Punch puts out on it. <laughs> but, you should write a haiku. Yeah, well, yeah. But that, that's <laughs> the thing, though, is that, like, I started, I was like, this is great. It will only get better. And now I'm ending with, like, oh, no, it didn't really. It's just kind of the same thing. Okay. I will throw this out there, though. Um, Sucker Punch, because PlayStation has had weird-ass controllers for a while. Sucker Punch does a better job of use, like, using the whole buffalo. Like, in in uh, Infamous Second Son, there was a whole thing with, like, you did graffiti because you're a cool, edgy guy. But, like, I will never forget the first time it had me turn the controller sideways hold one of the triggers with my finger like a spray paint can, shake the controller up and spray paint. <laughs> and the sound of the spray paint can coming out of the controller was incredible. In this you game... You guys wear the Wii too. Yeah, dude, that's... I was just like, why do I need a Wii if I have this thing? In this game, they use the trackpad... Like, in every other game uses it as just basically a map button. You press the trackpad in and you get a map. This game, each each swipe on the trackpad in a different direction does different things... And um, the the audio, the speaker in the in the controller, it plays the the wind noise, which it doesn't seem like it should matter. But there is a weird level of immersion that hits when like the wind starts blowing and you hear it not just around you in the room, but like coming up at you from the controller. It's it's kind of weird how well it worked, and I really respect the fact that they just you apparently give them the weird controller thing and they try to make it work. So what would you what would you end up rating it then? Because uh, I was kind of reading the reviews too, and it says the really the the biggest blemish is the ongoing little 
you know busy work you have yeah, to do so to get through things. I, I'd s- and that's the thing with like Red Dead Redemption too is I hate it. Like okay, I gotta get this this pallet. Oh cool, I gotta watch him gut this animal every single time. I'm just trying to make some quick cash. But, actually, yes, that's exact. That is exactly what this feels like. The difference is, I forgive it in Red Dead because that game is from a decade ago. This game came out yes. right now. <laughs> But um, yeah. I, I would say this is the this is the epitome of a seven out of ten. It is not a masterpiece. I don't think they, I don't think they think they made a masterpiece. But it's a damn good game. Like I know I I spent like the last fifteen minutes like just bitching about it. But the reality of it is that like I have enjoyed my time with it. I will go back to it. It just it's funny that I I played this at the same week I played Carrion. And Carrion's the game that I'm like, man, I love that you're only five hours, but also if you added another five, I'd be totally down oh, I'm for ready it. For, I'm ready for some DLC. Yeah, versus they this got game. It, they if, got it. Oh, if they said like, hey, here's the new DLC for Ghost of Tsushima, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no. I sold my but PlayStation. You it, I'm good. You heard it here probably not first. Ghost of Tsushima. Three hours later rates it seven out of ten. Yeah. It's not a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> three hours later says, it's a game. It's okay. And then uh, do you want to get into anything else you've been playing and or making to play things? Uh, yeah. So I got uh, where I work. We just started carrying those um, three quarter scale arcade machines that have been kind of popping up the last few years. The arcade one ups. Yeah. And I have I have almost bought one of those like 10 different times. Um, I've had them in a cart and I just like every single time I've, I've stopped doing it. or I've stopped myself because. Even though they're three-quarter scale, they're still pretty damn big. And I just haven't... I, I know I'm gonna, I know me. I know I'm going to buy it, play the shit out of it for a night, and then never touch it again. Yeah. And so I've been smart and I've avoided it. So just recently at work, we started carrying them uh, in store. And so we got one in store. We put one up as a display model. And that was the kiss of death for me because once I got to kind of put my hands on it and feel like oh, how no, it's good it felt tangible, it really, and it was golden tea. Like it's a game I don't even give a shit about, but I was like, man, the build quality, this is really nice. I really like it. And then I looked to the side and there's an NBA jam machine and I love NBA jam. He's on fire. And so that is $500. Yes. <laughs> and I sat there Jeez. for a minute and I thought about it and I was like, I could do it, but I shouldn't do it. And I really like just kind of spent a whole day like really thinking about it. And what I decided to do instead was do a little bit of research. And I found this company called X Arcade. And they make arcade quality sticks that are for basically for arcade reproduction purposes. And so instead of spending $500 for NBA Jam, I spent $200 on this gigantic like three foot wide uh, like arc- full size arcade full size right? two sets of controls so there's two joysticks eight buttons next to each one and they're in the classic street fighter configuration with two on the bottom two extra ones on the bottom and it's got a trackball controller for things like centipede missile command like any kind of trackball trackball game you think of and um i bought a raspberry pi that i'm programming and installing uh retro on and retro is this arcade emulator that works really really well and so I've now, instead of spending $500 for a single arcade game, I spent about a little over 300 with everything I bought. And I essentially have like every arcade game I've ever wanted to play. And it's been kind of amazing. 
Are you going to actually build a cabinet though? Like, do you, are you like a full? So I have wooden... a friend of mine who runs a business doing uh, car stereo installations and uh, custom builds for that. Hmm. And so I sent him a picture of the controller and the dimensions. I was like, hey, you know how to build speaker cabinets and uh, boxes for subs. How hard would it be to build a, a stand for this? And he, he was super into it. And he's like, dude, not hard at all. And he's like sketching shit out. And so like he's actually custom building me a stand for this that will make it stand at the correct height. And then I'm just going to put it on some no casters <laughs> so that I can keep it like near a wall uh, and essentially just use a TV I already have in the house as That's the monitor. Cool. So theoretically, the when we – hey, guys, when we can finally all be in the same room to record again, there may be a gigantic arcade machine in that room for us to play. It's been 84 years. By the time we can be in the same room together, I'll have a full holodeck built for us. <laughs> I remember young Matt. But uh, yeah, I think what I might do is when I'm done with it, I'll probably put on our uh, our Facebook group. I'm going to just put like a list of kind of the parts I bought and cost. And I've taken some pictures here and there of just some of the process of it. But I'm I'm it's really weird. I'm shocked with one, how easy it is overall, but also shocked with how difficult a handful of really simple, the, what I thought would be simple parts of it have been. Yeah, especially with the pie. Yeah, well, even, like, just getting this arcade stick to work on my current consoles, like, I have an Xbox One X and a PlayStation 4, I can use this on those, but to use this on those, the official way to do it is I have to buy a PlayStation 2 um, controller adapter for this, and then I have to buy a PlayStation 2 to Xbox or PlayStation 2 to, play, or to PlayStation 4 adapter to go there so like i was telling you guys like to plug this into my xbox and play mortal Kombat with it it has to be plugged in from the usb in my xbox to the playstation 2 converter to the controller's usb port then to the controller and i have to do that with two usb ports for and do both so it's real weird it's a lot not worth it i'll pay 500 dollars for the nba jam thank you Eh, it is a fun project. <laughs> By the time I I'll, let, I'll I'll do the hurting so everyone else else can uh do it easily. I was gonna say you should actually make it so you can charge people quarters. So if you had like a party or something, like pays for itself. Oh yeah, that that's what I'm gonna start like doing outside. is just charge people admission to my house. <laughs> is, <laughs> this was like last week. Pay on there. Yeah, this was last week's wristband. You can't come in. Oh. So, Alex, yeah. what you been do- up to? Forgot the phrase. <laughs> what you what you been up to? What you been killing? Let's kick off because um, I've been watching stuff. Hannah's been watching stuff, so we'll, let's kick off what you've been watching, Alex. Yeah, you know, with with all with sports coming back, baseball and Never basketball, mind. and potentially leaving again. <laughs> I've been uh so Netflix has a series series called Last Chance to You. It usually usually like highlights. A uh, junior uh, community college football team, you know, they're, it's usually they're like one of their last chances to like make it to like a Division One. They gotta like prove themselves. They were at a Division One, or they want to go to it. And um, playing in this in the in the season, they're they're trying to like you know hopefully showcase their talents. And it, it's jumped around from from different uh, junior colleges, but this one was cool because this is in their fifth season. Uh, it goes to Oakland, California, so they play colleges that I'm more familiar with, like Modesto, West Hills, uh, around here. 
and it, it focuses on Laney College. And what I really liked about this episode uh, compared to the other four, I'm sorry, not episode seasons, was that usually they have a coach that's very like hard headed, very in your face. Like I produce results because I yell at my guys and they, you know, they do amazing things. And this one was, you know, the coach, uh, John Beam has been around Oakland all his life is 40 years uh, dedicated his life to, to coaching. And he's all about Oakland. And this season, it really showcased the city while they showcase the, the students because of the other previous seasons they have, they really show the students and how like lazy they are, how pampered they are. And this season it did too, but it got more into the into Oakland into the city they're they're in and and the hardships the students go through and the coach is a, a genuine coach who who's doesn't need does is more inspires the kids rather than tries to just get in their face and um I don't know it's one of those that I really got into I could watch um just put it on and, and do homework or do something else um while I'm watching it but it's it, this season was probably my favorite season um, so if you want some football action before the season starts or just you want a sports show, this is something I would re- really recommend. Even if you'd never watched it before, Laney is – this is the first time they're on uh, Last Chance U. There's other, like, football series, like, uh, that focuses around quarterbacks. Um, but this one this one was uh, was different, and I liked it. Um, so this is more of a, like, positive spin on, on the other uh, college football seasons. Uh, or shows that actually makes me want to watch it because I've watched the first season. I didn't even finish the whole first season. Um, but like, I really, I disliked the, I don't know, like the level of just like intensity that was there. And it sounds like yeah, this one has a lot I more like love the of the coach. game kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have, you have these kids who are sleeping out of, out of the cars, um, traveling two hours, to to make it to practice um their young dad um trying to trying to make it with um you know Oakland's not cheap and right now it's turning into a a, a tech boom and so you have the people that love Oakland that can't be in Oakland anymore they have their they're almost pushed out of the city making way for these new new guys in um frame glasses and 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 bikes and so you kind of get this dynamic of what Oakland is, who's in it. And now you have these kids who have to sleep in their cars or they have to sleep in a tiny house or they have to know relatives that are rich just to live in there. And hopefully one day they'll you know, make it to a division one or maybe two. You know, the, the one of the lead guys, the um, Dior, he was a running back and then ended up having to be a quarterback for two games and then went back to being a running back. And he was the one sleeping out of his car. I mean, at one point he checked his bank account cause he was hungry. He had only five bucks in it. Like these are the things that these guys are sacrificing to ho- hopefully make it to the next level. And it was, it was just kind of eye opening, and, and not even just football, but what people have to go through just to even, live in in the bay area i mean we live in the central valley it's hot as heck for three months but honestly i own my house i could own my house i have a backyard uh you know i i couldn't do that and in la i have a friend that 
spends twice as much on her rent just to rent a room and not even her own apartment uh, and it's it just it's just wild yeah that's what was that Matt? <laughs> i just said I'll, eh. I'll, eh. I'll, eh. yeah that and I'll, eh. that seems I'll, like eh. a far a far easier um like a far easier narrative to care about for me because like as much as i don't love oh, sports yeah, I, I do love sports documentaries a lot um but i just when i don't know when they get too like chest thumpy they start to piss me off and i get really turned off of them but when they're just more about like the people or the stories you don't know like that lead into the the events you do know like i'm way more into that well you know what yeah. i always say yeah this one was it what do you say it was a quiz you failed hug it chuck it wow he does say hug it chuck it football he does say that a lot um so i i had asked you guys uh God, a couple weeks ago, I think, to like, I okay, first off, I'd ask you guys to watch a movie that I just, I had literally just watched and it broke me. Had either of you guys heard of Palm Springs up until that point? I don't think no, that I did. I, I don't think I seen a, an ad, a trailer, anything until you had said something. I only knew it because I heard about it, like, I think it was Sundance last year. There was like talk about this new movie that was basically from Lonely Island um, that was like it was they're just like oh it's super high concept and i know it sold for a good amount of money and then i just forgot about it and then the other day i was just i was on hulu and i was just like as i'm scrolling through and it starts like it shows just like palm springs and i almost didn't watch it because it looked like just a cheesy romantic comedy and as much as i like andy samberg and i was just like eh, i don't need to watch this right now but luckily there was nothing else on and i started it and i think it was like I think I hadn't finished it when I, when I started texting you guys. I think I got maybe a half hour into it. And when it really locked in what I was watching, it, I, I immediately was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys have to see this thing. Like I, And I was just like begging, like, do not look at what it's about. Just start watching it. That's the only reason I watched it. And I'm it. so like, glad I, I did. I know. Like, that's what instantly sells me. It's like Frog Factions. Like, I'm saying, don't look into Frog Factions. That's what you basically told me about Palm Springs. I'm like, well, I got to watch it now. And, well, and it, 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 I don't understand how you make a trailer for this movie that doesn't ruin what this movie's about. And I, I think it'd still be good if you knew it, but like going in, not knowing anything about this movie and then learning like, holy shit, this is what this is. It, that, oh man, it was such a great experience. Like it was, it's hands down my favorite movie I've watched all year. I think yeah, it, even the description is one sentence. And even then, it doesn't necessarily do it. Yeah, because I think it's some. It doesn't but, say uh, like yeah. two people meet at a wedding or some nonsense, and you're like, oh, that's yeah, that's not what this is about. Like, it takes place at a wedding. It is, but, but it, it isn't. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. not the movie. Yeah, it's like the opening scene, kind of, but you're, yeah, it goes way more into it. I absolutely loved it, and the ratings on on it are, are fantastic. And don't go by the ratings I... alone, but. I feel really bad. I, absolutely. I think Andy Samberg would have become like, I think this would have been his big break. Him and Christine Meliotti, I think would have really like, I know they're both already extremely famous, but like, they're not like a list Hollywood famous and watching this movie. I'm like, this movie would have blown the fuck up in theaters. Like this would have been one of those like, Oh, you got to go see this movie. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a cult following, you know, like a, how oh, it's called a cult classic. 
because there's a there's a symbolism on here that I I I was really trying to wrap my head around. Um, it's something that they see, and it was such like a beautiful moment, and you kind of see that symbolism at the end of the movie without spoiling yeah. anything. And I was like, what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> I so uh, I want to was, know. I want to like dissect spinning, it. Spinning top at the end, right? Yeah, exactly. It was it was a spinning <laughs> top in the in the distance. So like, the movie that this is clearly not based on, obviously, but like the movie that this is like, if you're gonna be like, it's a one it. of these. I yeah. I don't oh yeah, I'm not gonna say it, it but yeah. like the movie that it is a one of those of, is one of my top five favorite movies of all time, and. I've now rewatched Palm Springs about three times, and I'm I'm gonna throw it out there. I th- I think I might like it more. I think it might be a better movie. Like it's well, Hannah. It to me that concept is one of the worst. Like I hate it. I absolutely hate that concept. <laughs> if we're talking about the same no, thing, which, but I hate that, which I get it because it, that method. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard uh, trick to Boring. pull off. Because it's too easy to make it yeah, shitty yeah. or to make it boring or redundant, and to s- even one of our favorite um, comics did the same thing, and mm-hmm. that was the worst part of that comic. But to- and I was like, really, like I don't need this. Like it's, because there's too much. Be- sp- this is the same reason I. Ugh, I don't want to go. I don't want to say it. <laughs> but, but there's too much was, wheel spinning. I, people need to watch. I this. like. I like the concept a lot. Yes. It's, it's one of the things that I. I wish I actually had more of, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of people that do. But I, I kind of want to know like the stuff we th- that we don't see because this person's experiencing a lot that we'll never know. Yeah. And I kind of want to. Yeah. It, it really That's changes them too. as a person, and I kind of want to. I want to see that sometimes. Well, this was the um, first one where like it also deals with the like ramifications of like not just like the, ha ha. Wouldn't it be funny if this happened? Instead, it gets into like no. Let's let's talk about how this would fundamentally change you, and let's talk about like yes. what you would have to come to yeah. grips with, like how it would really like. Like when it really sets in what this means for you. And it was just, man, it was just such a cool, like weird philosophical high sci-fi like stance on a couple of concepts that I've never, I I hadn't really thought about. And then once you see this, you're like, wait a, wait a minute. Why have we not all talked about this? Yeah. Why is this not a thing we constantly talk about? I feel like uh, I have at yeah, least with the 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 by the, far the, one of my favorite things that came out of this year with the original movie that was similar to the, this is gonna be super shitty podcast talk here because I just don't want to spoil it for yeah. the, the listener but you know the there's obviously a, a movie that we're all thinking of that did this at least that I can remember first and I've thought about that situation a lot and um, just the it's it's kind of mind boggling how this person didn't go insane but yeah there's even a second movie that kind of does this um, I hope you both know what I'm talking about yeah I, I do like that one. <laughs> I kind of like that one more than I like this one. I like I like Pop Screens fine. Like I re- I really did like it a lot, but I I feel like this other movie um I liked it more than than this one in how they used that mechanic, I guess. I do think one of the reasons I'm so high on this movie is that I I really love Andy Samberg. Like I have been a huge fan of his since like the pre-SNL days back when it was just Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. Um like yeah. just a Same. huge fan of his. And like I love, I love the the Lonely Island movie. Like Pop Star, I think is one of the unsung gems of a movie of the last decade. Like <laughs> it, goddamn, it's so good. Um, I love their stupid albums. I love every. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like everything this dude does, I'm into. Nine Nine. But like, 
uh, I think it's is it Kristen Milioti or Christine? Like I feel terrible for not knowing it because she, I liked her. Christine, Christine. Okay, I liked her. Um, I I I came into uh, How I Met Your Mother like real late. Like I I watched the entire series over the summer leading into the final season. So, like, I hadn't watched any of it, watched all of it. So, I don't have the hatred a lot of people have of her character because I didn't have nine years of wait for her. For me, it was, like, over three months, and then she showed up. I was like, hey, it's her. Cool. She's nice. Um, So, I thought she was fine in that show. I I know her from a handful of other things, and she's always been fine. But, like, in this movie, I loved her. I loved her so much. And, like, the chemistry she had with Andy Samberg was ridiculous. Like, it took, like, a half hour in the movie and I cared so much about these two characters and that's not even to talk about like JK Simmons is in it in an um, just incredible incredible performance like this movie is so goddamn good and the creepy Superman from Supergirl's in it and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I like him slightly yeah. more as a human than I like him as Superman I think that's kind of the weird thing about me though is I I think hot um hot rod is the perfect Andy Sandberg movie and nothing has topped it for me. Ah, uh, Hot Rod. I could put on Hot Rod at any I time. I absolutely adore that and movie. And I would thoroughly and, enjoy and, it. And, you know, compared to like uh, Never Stop Stopping, like I still don't think that that beat Hot Rod. Like, No, just... but that's the thing is I like, first off, objectively, you're correct. It doesn't Hot Rod is a goddamn perfect film. Um, But that's what I kind of love is that these are, they've now put out three movies and they're so different. Like they're so goddamn different. Well, yeah, it's almost like a like an Edgar Wright type of thing with uh, Sean Penn and and um, Nick Frost. Like they, the three of them have worked together on three different movies, but those movies are very different. Yeah, and, and they all work. And it uh, that's why I think it's fun because it's like take a talented person and let them do the thing they want to do, and it will probably be entertaining. Like yeah. Hot Rod is a trashy movie, but that's what they made. That's what they were making. They didn't try to make like. Citizen Kane. They were making a goofy movie and they did it. And Popstar is a really funny movie that really does like tear down celebrity culture in a in a real fun way. <laughs> and then the fact that this movie comes out of nowhere and is one of the best romantic comedies I've seen in forever. But also and this is the only spoiler we're giving where I've already mentioned before, like science fiction stuff, but like it is a science fiction film. Yeah. And it's really interesting and it's a really good one of those too. So like, I don't know, man, like that movie's good as shit. I loved it. Uh, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I do recommend it as well. I'm just, it doesn't, it didn't hit me. Like it hit the two of you, I think for me. I don't, well, you don't always like nice things. I get it. <laughs> hey, and guess, guess Andy's age. Who's Andy? Just 38. Andy. Andy Sandberg. Oh, Andy. Um, I looked. Mm-hmm. I looked this up. I want. To, he's forty-five. I think. He's forty-one. Ah, he looks. He, he looks, looks better than I am at thirty-two. <laughs> he looks way older. Ah, jerk. <laughs> he. Uh, yeah. Well, he look. He looks the same as Hal Rod as he, as he does now. Like just, I know. <laughs> I, it's, 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 he looks ambiguous. We were born. Yeah, in I don't know if you're younger or old at the same time. I think I'm gonna watch Hot Rod tonight. I think it has something to do with the year you're born. Like everybody I know that was born in 1978 still looks very young. Hmm. Very vital. It's the last generation standing. You'll never age. God, I hope so. I'm Benjamin Buttoning life right now. <laughs> I can hear your knees. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the thing nobody ever talks about. Is like Benjamin Button gets real gross as he gets younger. <laughs> kind of does. 
Um, so we're basically over time now. Do we want to just kind of quick fire some things? Uh, let me see. Like the biggest things for me, like that I've watched, I can easily put into Alex's Netflix segment next time we record. Because I don't think there's like a I don't. Hey, guess what? This shitty, uh, shitty CW drama thing that I love called Cursed. It, it, there's no time time thing on there. I can talk about that anytime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I was actually watching the second episode. It's fucking it terrible, and I loved it so much. Fuck, I loved it's it. The yeah, the added graphics to it is just so like. Oh, there's it's trash. Yeah, yeah. CW. Those interstitials yes. are the fucking worst. Everything about that show, I should hate it, and yet I, fuck man, I need season two of that like right now. So goddamn terrible. Yeah, it tells a good story with a weird world. Yes. Is it, is it about yeah, a Christina yeah, Ricci werewolf? No, it's a it's basically a retelling of the uh, the legend of King Arthur, but yeah. it's from the perspective of Nimue, um, the Lady in the Lake. And but it's so it's so CW. Like everybody is it in Arthur it is times Arthur's black. I mean, is it like during the times is it medieval times or is it like modern times? No, it's medieval times, but it's, it's medieval. but it's medieval times. But like people Hamilton. don't speak like medieval times and it looks like uh, the show's entire right. budget was eight dollars. So it's the reverse of <laughs> uh, the Romeo and Juliet movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Like take all the class out of that, but keep all the pretty people. Um, it's just, it's just weird how like you can see how they, they think the generation that wants to watch this show is also super into Arthurian legend. And so they're like, people are going to lose their shit when they, we show them how we get Morgana Le Fay into magic. And then you're like, I'm watching it. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of into that. Cause I do like Arthurian legends, but all I can think of is like, if I was in my twenties and watching this, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like. Cool. I don't know, man. It's a weird show, Matt. You should you should just just try an episode, just so you can tell us if you think it is good trash or trash trash. Do they call her Morgana? Uh, yes. I'm out. Yes, they do. I do like how <laughs> how Netflix does keep their uh, the actors and actresses yeah. around. Hey, you're in Thirteen Reasons Why. Come back for Cursed. You know why you'll like it, Matt? You as a Netflix person. Uh, It's based on a Frank Miller book. Ah. There you go. You're into comics. (laughs) I remember the spirit. That was great, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) But yeah, I got nothing else. My my tank uh, tank is dry. Real quick, I just wanted to mention the host on Shudder. Oh, yeah. Uh, All over the place right now, so I need to get it out on this episode. Um, so watch it, watch the host. It's really good. It's, uh, I, I want to call it, it's, I want to call it a film footage, but it's kind of not. It's Isn't it like, a, it's more like zoom. Yeah. So it's an entire movie filmed with zoom. So this, you know, all, all the, the, the casts are logged into zoom and they're acting out their parts and they cut a movie out of everything that happened. But the story is, um, these friends are living in the world that we're living in right now. They're in quarantine, so they can't see each other. So they have to hang out over zoom. And they're just having like a, you know, like a Friday night hangout on a uh, video chat. And they want to try to do a seance over video chat. And then things go sideways. No, that was a good idea. And it's no just, way. <laughs> I really, really, really wish that I even thought about this. But I've been seeing people recommend that you just watch the movie on your laptop with your headphones on to just completely get immersed into it. 
It is so ah, good. Ah, shit. Hell no. It's so good. It's only an hour long. <laughs> no. And it's just so, it's so creative. It's, I know we're going to get a hey, bunch man, of these we, now, but this <laughs> is, this one is so good. And I mean, it's, I feel like this is going to be like, you know, the, the Halloween to slashers um, with uh, pandemic horror movies right now. So this is, this is kind of, you know, breaking ground. So check it out. That's awesome. It is really good. And we, could, we could do like fourth wall with this and I'll watch it over Discord. So oh, no. I really wish I did more like that because it told, if I had that immersion level going into a blind, I would have loved it so much more. But I love it already. Uh, I kind of want to do that, but I kind of kind of want to. <laughs> so this this reminds me that the, the game we reviewed that I won't say the title of because every time I do, Matt says I'm wrong. <laughs> Samuel Samuel Lactate. Um, but it reminds me of that insofar as like, it feels like it, like you played it on your PC and I'm sure it was good. But like, for me, the experience of playing it on my phone was so much more like intense. And yeah. like, after you saying that I'm, cause I, I have it literally up on my laptop right now. When we're done, I will happily just hit play and watch that from where I'm sitting right now. And like, even just looking oh, at the, shit. the picture they show, that's, it, it's exactly, it's just a zoom call. And um, it's not really Damn. a spoiler, but it it was a really cool part. At the very end, the Zoom call ends, and it has like the chat list of everyone that was in the Zoom call. But it's actually all the cast and crew, and so you you start realizing that towards the end that it's just kind of scrolling down everyone that worked on the movie, and it just I don't know it, it was it, I got scared, but I ended up smiling at the end just because of how new this was, <laughs> I guess. That's cool. But. That's all I got. But. And but. Two T's. Hey, Hannah, have you watched uh, Warrior Nun? No, it's actually uh, the next. I was going to watch it after I finished uh, Umbrella Academy. But now I think I might watch Umbrella Academy a second time and then I'll go watch it. <laughs> yeah, I almost watched it okay. when um, we were talking about Old Guard because that was on there too. And then I mentioned it. And Hannah, you said oh, that it yeah. was like it would have been good in the '80s, but I think you were talking about Old Guard. So then I ho- held off on Warrior Nun, but I kind of hear like it's uh, the new Buffy. Yeah, that's what I heard too. The... So Warrior Nun definitely has a bigger budget for sure. So the reason I hadn't watched it is because I know it's based on the comic books Warrior Nun Ariala. And I fucking hated that comic book so much. Like, I I hated that book. It was like the epitome of the, like, 90s bad girl comic. And so when I saw it was based on that, I was like, well, that's not for me. That must have been a cheap license to get. And then enough people I know that are, like, sane human beings have told me I should probably watch it. So I'm going to watch it. Me too. Yeah, I watched the first episode of both Curse and Warrior Nun, and... I kind of want to get cursed out of the way to watch before I watch Warrior Nun because those two, they're right now it just seems they're similar, and so I don't want to like get them too close <laughs> together to watching them. So I'm gonna finish Curse and then. I hope Warrior Nun's better. Warrior Nun. I uh, <laughs> I had a real fun thing the other day after I finished watching uh, Cursed. I had also got this bug up my butt about how I wanted to rewatch Vikings because I found out um, the full series up to what's out so far is on Hulu. And and in fucking Netflix, it came up and saw like, you'll like Norsemen. And I was like, yeah, I did want to watch that because I thought it was Vikings. <laughs> and I th- have you guys seen that show? 
Is that the one that's modern times? No, Norseman oh, is. No. It takes place during the time of Vikings, but it is a really weird and very broad comedy. It was bizarre because mm. it started, and it's been so long since I wa- since I watched uh, Vikings. It starts off, and it's like these old men walking up to a. a the top of a waterfall to throw themselves off to kill themselves so they can go to Valhalla. And I was like, this is funnier than I remembered it being. And I think it took me <laughs> 10 minutes to realize I was watching the wrong show. I keep thinking of that other show that's like hey, modern I just learned time that, uh, uh, Vikings, but it's like Thor got reincarnated as like a hot model in modern times. That show, uh, one of my friends has told me that show is phenomenal. I, I, uh, is it Ragnarok or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix, but yeah, one of my friends was telling me he's like, it's it's wild how good it is. I just learned that Edge is on the Vikings, and I need to go back and, and finish Vikings. Ow! So, ow! Fuck! Oh no, the ghost! Ow! I I my headphones ah, came off my head begun. and fell on my face. Pe- because of the ghost? Yeah, it was, it was mainly because ghost. of the ghost. It's goddamn I ghost it. crimes. Well, I think that's a sign. We're gonna have to talk about Transformers next time. That'll be good. Oh, I, oh that's <laughs> the other thing I need to finish watching is that. You didn't finish? I finished. It's only six episodes. Well, because li- the next day Umbrella Academy no. came out and it's so no. good. I had to watch Palm Springs eight more times. Yeah, if I find something I like, I have to watch it 36 times. You know I can't just watch it once. <laughs> you know I have a compulsion. Look, some people eat their poop. I watch things over and over. It's what I do while I you eat my poop. Eat- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you watch people eat their poop over and over. All right. Enough poop talk. We're out of here. Yes, on that and then on that I was note, trying to remember you the name follow of Blippi, us. but I couldn't remember. Now there, there it is. Uh, uh, full circle, Bloopy. Because it was a butt going into a butt circle. Ah, uh, don't. If, yeah, <laughs> right. you guys want Alex the scoop on that one? Look at Blippy before Blippy. Oh no! Don't use scoop. <laughs> <laughs> scoop is the Google for finding poop films. On that note, follow us on Twitter at the number three HRS underscore later and Instagram and Facebook, the number three HRS later, no underscore under those two. And for everything uh, links wise, you could always follow our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash three hours later, the number three and hours later all spelled out. Hannah, how about them Do you show our Patreon? What? Yeah, what, what about oh, that stuff, too? No, I, I canceled the Patreon again this month. Is that paused? The, it's the Patreon? So <laughs> September. Our, pas- our Patreon subscription we, is we, over? We make people uh, a pastry once a month. No, I, I still have the Patreon Pastry's shut down on. for a minute. Uh, we do have our Public page, though. Public uh, search for three hours later, plus we have links for it on the group. Um, we are up to, I think, nine different shirts I'm actually going through a couple of old designs right now that I liked and uh, making them ready for shirts. So one of them is the I've, I've, I found some artwork, uh, the artwork I done for the Wendy after she killed Grimace. I've always liked that picture. It's one of the very <laughs> few ones I've drawn that I truly loved. And uh, I'm making it look like a pulp novel cover. And uh, I'm going to make that into a T-shirt for us to have on there just so I can purchase it. Nice. It's going to have and, like, the dots. It'll just like the what? Is, is it going to have like the dots? Like the. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Like the where I've got it, I tried doing some like using paint, but the paint looks like shit. So I'm going to go through and do the actual like uh, the the 
forgot what it's called, but yeah, those dots, the dots. Um, but yeah, we'll have some more designs up on there soon. Uh, did find out recently you can get everything uh, that's on there as a mask, and some of those do look really good as masks. Uh, Matt, you got a ball holder shirt, and it looked no, that was uh, that was Sean. Oh, Sean got that. That's right. Oh, Sean got one. Nice. Oh God, I <laughs> I hated uploading that one. That's <laughs> such a goddamn inside joke of a shirt. Um, but then we also put up the uh, the ones with the like tearing the shirt open. I really personally, I liked how those came out, even though I hate drawing hands, and yet I keep making things where hands are their focal point. Um, but yeah, we got some more shirts going up on there. If anybody has ideas for shirts or just dumb shit we've said that they'd like to have on a shirt, tell me because it's very. Turns out it's really easy to make t-shirts, guys. I can just you just do that. Although you can't do a goddamn Pokemon one because they will <laughs> shut your ass down. Stupid uncle from Nintendo. Jesus. my It was a squirtle with a beard. It, every single one of them was modified. Every one of them was modified. My favorite some, part. Make him gangster like Katie. Yeah, Jesus. My favorite part of the whole thing was that in the in the decline for us putting up the Pokemon design, it says, what are my next steps? And the, the first thing he said was, do nothing. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Dicks. What's the next thing I can do? You can get fucked. That's what's up. <laughs> God. Fucking Pokemon. Now that's all I want to do is make a bootleg, a bootleg Pokemon uh, store. <laughs> fuck Nintendo. Here's everyone's favorite. Squirmdle. <sighs> all right. But yeah, all we right. got t-shirts. They're cool. Get a tapestry. I don't fucking know. Please do. <laughs> Fly as high above your house. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, We're out here. I was on an episode of What Does It Matter? I think that's coming out this week or next week, or I don't know when this is coming out even, but uh, you can hear me then um, yelling at Sean about also Transformers and stuff. And that's all I got to say about that. Good. Bye. Bye. Later.